0: There's someone pretending to be my sister downstairs in my house. It has her voice, but I don't think it's really her. Written by Darkly Gathers Bye, Eddie! My mother calls up to me from downstairs. I take my rightmost headphone off my ear, and I pick up the sound of the general bustle in the downstairs hallway. I can hear my dad and my sister laughing to each other as coats are taken from the rack. Bye, I call back, keeping my eyes fixed on the screen. The game goes on. Are you sure you don't want to come? My mom calls up. It can be fun. Fun family outing. I roll my eyes. I'm good, Mom. Bye. My sister calls up too. Come on, Eddie, don't sit around in the house like a loser all day. Goodbye, I shout down again. All right, see you soon, my mom replies. Little loser, Louise calls, though it's good-natured, really. We do get on. I can hear mom gently chiding her, though I can't make out the words. Sure, do recognize that tone though. Their voices fade and footsteps soften. The front door is drawn close. I hear the sound of my mom locking the door up behind her. Awesome. Some peace. At last. Now I don't have to worry about anyone barging in and interrupting. I return my headphone to my ear and reinvest my full attention to the matter at hand, securing victory. I gotta keep my current ranking, a second loss in a row and my score will tank, I can't afford that right now, click click click, I tap away at the keys. Explosions rattle in my ears as I navigate the environment, fully into it, muscle tensed as I do my best, at last, bringing the round to a close. I clap my hands in victory and lean back, the chair squeaking as I do so. I slide off my headphones and take a moment to revel in the victory, listening to the soft patter of the rain against the window. The day is gray and overcast. Wind sighs gently in the trees on the street outside. I now glance at the clock. Damn, it's been almost an hour already? How time flies. I spin around in my chair, drumming my fingers against the desk. I catch a quick reflection of myself in the screen as it loads. I sat at my computer, just like you probably are right now. Or maybe you're on your phone. Ah, Same difference. Connected, engaged, and yet, for now, alone. The rain patters, and the game freezes. The loading circle becomes stuck mid-turn. I try to shake the mouse, but that too has become frozen as well. Fuck's sake, I mutter, tapping the escape key. Nothing. Hmm. It's as if I'm going for Control-Alt-Delete that I hear a noise from downstairs. That noise sounded like a cupboard door being shut. Instantly, I find myself suppressing a wave of panic. It's fascinating, really, how quickly one's level of alertness can change. All my senses are primed, and I become hyper-aware of the sound of my breathing, of the beating of my heart. Maybe it was imagination. Maybe the sound was something else. Did it come from outside? But as I listen, it comes again. Another cupboard. And then, what sounds like the fridge. It's okay. Don't panic. Don't panic. Serial killers don't go looking through cupboards or fridges, do they? I creep to my door and slowly, gently, steadily ease it open. Slipping out into the corridor and tiptoeing to the banister of the stairs, listening out for some more clues. I hold my breath, and then, as I hear water start flowing into the sink, I allow myself to relax a little. Killers don't wash their hands before a murder, what would be the point? I'm summoning the courage to call down, when I hear a voice call up first. All my tensions are relaxed at once, as I realize the voice is my sister's. Hi Eddie, got some food for you down here. I call back, oh great, did you stop at the cookie place on your way back? Please tell me you got the caramel ones. There is a pause. Come down and see, she replies as I hear stuff being moved about on the counter. All right, give me a sec, I shout down. Heading back into my room to force restart my computer. I take another look at the clock. Hmm. I think to myself, they haven't been out very long. I wonder why they come back so quick. Maybe the rain? I press and hold down the power button and return through the door to the top of the stairs. How come you guys are back so early? I call out. There is no response. The door to my parents' room is open. I glance through it to see the rain wash gently down the window at the room's far side. For some reason, unknown to me at this stage, unease creeps quietly into the back of my head. ''Louise!'' I call down, still hesitating by the banisters, ''Where's Mom and Dad?'' There is another silence. I walk the length of the hallway, passing by the little window to the street outside. My parents' car, it would seem, has not returned. I continue on until I am stood at the top of the stairs, looking down them and into the hall below. The lights are all still switched off, and an unsettling aura seeps up the steps from the shadows beneath. Come on down, Eddie, comes my sister's voice from somewhere unseen, the kitchen, I think. Come see what I have for you. I cannot hear the sounds of the cupboards now. There is no rustling, no movement of any objects or bars or jingling of keys. My sister finishes speaking, and then there is silence. Silence the gentle patter of the rain. My hands, I realize, are sweating. What the hell is this? I think to myself, Eddie, come on man, just pull yourself together. But something compels me to remain where I stand. Some unseen force keeps me from taking a step down into the stairs descending to the bottom floor. Louise! I tried to call back, but my voice fails me. It does not project the way that I intended. I clear my throat, <clears> throat> though my mouth has dried. The sensation is an uncomfortable one. Eddie! Comes the reply. Eddie! Come downstairs! When didn't you get back? I managed to call down. Where's the car? Silence. Louise, I called down again, unsure of what else to say. And then, a moment later, from around the corner, my sister walked slowly and deliberately into view. She stops at the bottom of the stairs, still shrouded in shadow, and she looks up at me. We hold each other's gaze for a moment, her at the base of the stairs, and I at the top. She does not speak, and her expression shifts to a wide grin. Her teeth appear very white in the darkness. She makes a quick motion with one of her hands. Follow is the implication. Then she turns and walks slowly back to the kitchen out of sight. It is not until I cannot see her that her voice comes again. Come on, Eddie, come and see what I have to show you. The hairs on the back of my neck all raise in a cold alarm. I do not follow. With my jaw clenched and blood frozen in my veins, I make a hasty retreat to my room where I close the door shut. Perhaps just a little too quickly, the thud of the door going into its frame reverberates around the walls. Less than one second later, in the exact same instant, I hear the unmistakable sound of something barreling up the stairs, knocking carelessly into the banisters with rapid, ascending creaks and clamoring. I cry out loud in terror, and with a surge of adrenaline, I grab hold of my chest of drawers and haul them across the floor into place locking the door. My potted plant falls and lands with a dull thump by my feet, soil spilling out across the carpet. My heart hammers in my chest as I stare at the door, tensed and waiting for the handle to start rattling, just waiting for something to throw itself against the door from the opposite side. But none of those things happen. The minutes tick by, excruciatingly slow. The sounds of the sudden race up the stairs ended as quickly as they began, and with the utmost caution, I tentatively pressed my ear against the wood, listening, breathing deep, straining to hear for any sign or clue as to what the fuck is going on. Open the door, Eddie." My sister's voice whispers from the other side. I leap back from the door in horror, fumbling around on my desk for my phone, too afraid to look away. I grab it and tap in the passcode, my shaking fingers failing the password the first time and the second. The thing on the other side of the door does not knock. It does not try to force its way in. It only repeats itself. Eddie, stop screwing around. Open the door and let me in. I have something to show you. I try to call my mom first. I bring the phone up to my ear, shaking. The line is engaged. Come on Eddie, open the door I want to show you something Louise, I reply at last My voice trembling You're freaking me the fuck out If this is a prank Just stop, okay? Just stop Open the door Eddie Open up and let me in You need to see this Please, come with me Please If it's a prank, I forgive you just stop messing with me. Silence. And then, just come downstairs. You need to come downstairs with me. Just follow. Screw this. Next up, I call the police. An overreaction, perhaps, but better safe than sorry. The tone sounds through the phone. There's a click. And then, 911, what's your emergency? I take a deep breath. <sighs> Hello, 911? Comes through the phone. There's an intruder in my house. I whisper at last, as quietly as I can, though evidently, my sister hears. Her voice as Ryzen in pitch. I don't think she likes this development. Eddie, you need to open the door. You need to open the door, let me in. This is really important, really important. Something about the way she says those final words sets my teeth on edge. It wasn't slurred as such. Just, I don't know. I don't know how to describe it. As if the muscles for her speech, I guess, were getting tired. But despite my fear, I do my best to ignore her. And I provide my details to the person on the line. The rain starts hammering down against the glass. And the wind picks up too. Okay, sir. They say after I told them my location. The car will be with you shortly. Please stay on the line. I do so, keeping as far away from my bedroom door as I can. Terrified that at any moment, the person with my sister's voice is going to barge through. Eddie! She shouts, making me jump. Eddie! You need to let me in! You need to come with me! I swear that I hear a car drive past outside. And I turn to look through the rain washed window. And as I do so, my heart nearly stops in my chest. Down there, At the side of the road, standing in the rain and looking up into my window, right at me, is my family. My mom, my dad, and Luis, just standing in a line, hands by their sides, staring up at me, staring up into my window, and they are all smiling all grinning that same chilling grin, looking up at me, unblinking. The police arrived about 10 minutes after that. They had a hell of a time calming me down. I never heard my sister leave from behind the doorway. Though the officers didn't find anyone, even after a thorough search of the house, my family outside vanished after I briefly turned away. One minute they were there, and the next, gone. My mother, my real mother, God hopes, nearly had a panic attack of her own when she came home to find cop cars parked up outside. Luis had no idea what the hell I was talking about, but none of them did, and she insisted that she wasn't playing any kind of prank. Luis can be annoying at times, but still, I really can't see her doing anything like this. I can't see any of them doing something like this. I had to wait to see their mouths move in time to their speech before I could even begin to let my guard down. It's been about a month since this incident, and I have a lock on my door now, and I haven't seen or heard anything quite so terrifying since. But I still get angsty at night, and hell, who wouldn't? And I tell you what... When my family are heading out, and they ask if I want to go along, these days, I say yes. Your kitchen light is on this late. But so is mine. Written by Best Alex Ever I live in a nice neighborhood in Denmark where the standard of life is high and the price is having your shit together. I'm a night owl but very energetic so I find ways to balance my off-schedule life with my corporate job which allows me to live in this very proper part of town. People here dress well, don't smoke, and don't stay up late, except this one neighbor. I never met them, but I started noticing their kitchen light is often on quite late. I could see it from my kitchen, my light also being on, but like I said, I consider myself an exception to how people in this area and building choose to function. At first I thought they were just having a party, so that is why they're up so late at midnight or even hours after. But then I noticed it more often. In fact, every time I went into the kitchen, I would notice their kitchen light is on. I would wash some dishes and meal prep for tomorrow. Noting with the corner of my eye, they seemed to be doing the same. It's not polite to stare at people in Denmark, so I would avoid approaching the window. But after months of seeing their light on, I got curious. One night, I was a bit drunk. and Lockdown had made me feel isolated, so I just went to the window and took a long look at that place across the yard, the same floor as me. I was a bit shocked to see that they did the same. Coming to the window, looking seemingly right at me, very uncharacteristic of Danes. I thought, maybe this could be romantic. I was as I said a bit tipsy so I thought it would be fun to write hi on a piece of paper and put it to my window. My heart skipped a beat in excitement when I saw them putting up their own hi sign shortly after. Now I know they've seen me and what's more... They're just as curious as I am. A bit too much interaction at that time, though, so I just turned the light off and went to bed. The next evening, I was eager to see if they were still in that kitchen when everybody else around us is fast asleep. We could maybe share another secret moment. I go to the kitchen and turn the light on and go straight for the window. Almost instantly, their light goes on. And I see them go straight for that window again. I'm so glad. I'm not the only one excited and anticipating this strange interaction. I don't even know if that's a man or a woman or how old they are or what they think this interaction is. I just know our curiosity is shared. I keep coming to the window every night, but I don't want to lead, so I wait for them to put up another sign. But they never did. They just show up when I show up and leave after I leave. Until that one night. I came back from a party. I was drunken craving interaction but anxious to be close to people since the lockdown and all so i was thrilled by this unique intimate bond with someone i don't have to be close to and i could be involved with but not committed to in any way as i could safely leave and go to bed at any time i drunkenly rushed to the window with my jacket still on surely enough in seconds I see their light go on and they rush to the window as well. Their figure seems a bit off somehow. I am tipsy, but they seem a bit bigger. And Then I realize they also have a jacket on. How random. But also, it's a weekend night so no surprise. Knowing they are often up late and I assume they were also out tonight. I feel giddy about how aligned we seem to be, but the feeling doesn't last. My heart drops when I see a weird shadow suddenly soaking up the kitchen light behind them like it's a vacuum. I'm drunk and I know that, so I close one eye to try and clear my vision and make sense of what I see but it gets harder to stay calm by the second. It's something like a person in the room with them, but strangely blurred, and appears to consume and distort that yellow kitchen light. The neighbor is still leaning on the window, looking back at me, seem to not register that their light is growing fainter, and the shadow behind them getting bigger and more shapely, now with limbs that seem too skinny for its size, and look to be bending at the joints in the wrong direction, than a human limb would bend. It's twisted and broken, like a human body that's been bent in every way it's not supposed to be. A head emerges on the top of it with no neck, like it's been pushed into a body made of vacuum fog and white noise not sure what i'm looking at but i know i'm not drunk enough to imagine something like this out of thin air as i lean on the window to shout look behind it seems this person across the yard is too distracted by me to notice what is behind them and too far to hear me I take the piece of paper I used to say hi and turn it around to write, look behind you in large black letters in my panic. I look up they're still focused on me so I push the paper towards the glass with both hands hoping there is time for them to react. I can't see what's happening. As the paper I put on the level of my face to make sure it gets noticed is blocking my view. I swear I could hear my heartbeat like a drum. I hold it for a minute, both wanting to make sure it's seen and too afraid to put it down and see what may have happened to them. When I take it down with shaking hands, I see my neighbor hunched over, writing something down. As the shadow is now right behind them, towering over them, filling that room, and blocking all the light that was once there. And for the first time, the whole building across the yard seems completely dark. My heart is beating so fast. My vision is blurred, and I can't understand what is so important for them to be writing down right now. Just turn around. Try to run. Try to fight. My warning doesn't need a reply. They finally put up that paper. Cold sweat covers my body when I read the big black letters. Look behind you.